Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hi, I'm Adam Brickmans, and today we're making bear and pineapple burgers. This recipe was created by Harvest Nature field staff writer Lindsay Bartosh. She writes... Camping food is one of my favorites. I love a poorly roasted hot dog from a stick over the fire. Usually the middle is not even warm and the ends are black. Served over a cold bun and dressed in lukewarm Hormel chili with a little shredded cheddar cheese on top, maybe a few slivers of onion, and dinner is served. I'm really not mocking it, and I'm serious when I say that I love that meal. However, I have also come to appreciate that camping food is also a great opportunity for switching things up a bit and trying out some new recipes. A little creative planning and some ingredient preparation can lead to some phenomenal camp meals. Some of the best fish dinners I've ever experienced were just well-wrapped catch-of-the-day trout, but paired with a simple addition of fresh rosemary or tarragon. The same goes for this pineapple and bear camp burger, which is also very easy to make while camping. The sauce can be prepared at home, so there's no need to take mayonnaise, vinegar, and chipotle peppers on the camping trip. The patties can also be mixed, formed, and packed grill-ready in Ziploc bags, and the pineapple comes conveniently canned. The rest of the ingredients are easy to pack and quickly cook over the grill. A little imagination and preparation groundwork at home allows for a gourmet, restaurant-quality burger under the stars. Enjoy! Thanks, Lindsay. Although there are several interesting threads I could follow from this recipe, camp food, burgers, eating bear, I'm going to grab onto and follow the pineapple and see where it takes me. See, pineapples actually have a rich history and have come a long way to become easy camp food in modern times. Pineapples have played a surprising role in history as not only a food but as a symbol. After hearing this podcast, you may start to notice pineapple symbology in weird and curious places. Let's get into it. To start off, let's discuss what a pineapple actually is. I mean, we all know what one looks like, but where and how do they grow? 
Pineapples are in the bromeliad family and grow as a perennial small shrub with tough agave-like leaves growing about four feet tall. Individual scarlet flowers, about 200 on an average plant, form small fruits, which fuse together to form multiple fruits. That's right, every pineapple you see is a collection of 200 or more individual fruits. Other examples of multiple fruits are figs, breadfruit, and mulberries. Though the main fruit is grown on a short, thick stem, suckers may grow, causing fruit to grow off the sides of the plant as well. In the wild, hummingbirds pollinate the pineapple plants by day, while fruit bats perform the same at night. Pineapple growers generally don't want their fruits to be pollinated, as it causes them to produce undesirable seeds. Those plants set aside for reseeding for next year get hand-pollinated. In Hawaii, where much of the world's pineapples were grown, the importation of hummingbirds has been strictly prohibited so as not to affect pineapple yields. The wild pineapple originated not in Hawaii, but in southern Brazil, near the current border with Paraguay. There, the Tupi people enjoyed the fruit, calling it nanas, or excellent fruit. The Tupi also used the pineapple to ferment a type of wine, create medicines, and even craft poison arrows. Tupi and Carib peoples traded and raided, eventually spreading the fruit to the Amazon Delta, up through Central America, and into the Caribbean. When our favorite guy, Christopher Columbus, landed on current day Guadalupe in 1493 on a second voyage, he encountered pineapples growing and it being eaten by the inhabitants of the island. He took some pineapples with him across the ocean after enslaving and brutalizing the natives there. Now, as an aside, I know I pick on Columbus quite a bit in these podcasts, and some may say, oh, he was just a product of his time, it's not really fair. The thing is, people of his time were writing letters to the king deploring his disgusting and brutal acts of violence on native populations. Even for his time, this guy was a real dick. Anyways, Columbus returned to Europe with his pineapples, declaring that they looked like a pine cone on the outside, but had the sweet flesh of an apple on the inside, hence pineapple. Europe at the time enjoyed very few sweet things, as big-time sugar production hadn't really started yet, leaving only honey and the fleeting sweetness of ripe fruits. The luscious sweetness of the pineapple was therefore well-received. The Portuguese soon brought pineapples with them from Brazil to their Indian and African colonies, where they began growing them on plantations, and ships bound to Europe from the Caribbean were sure to have pineapples on board. The crews on these ships would have been eating the pineapples to avoid scurvy, and those that made it to Europe without rotting became the food of kings. Pineapples wouldn't be successfully grown in the hothouses of cold Europe for nearly 200 years later, so until then, only the highest of nobility and lucky horticulturalists were able to get their hands on the fruit, which was quickly becoming a celebrity. A portrait of King Charles II actually shows him receiving a pineapple as a gift. Once greenhouse horticulture was introduced in the 1600s, pineapples were finally able to be grown in Europe and could be shipped by land or canal without rotting before reaching their destination. Due to the extreme and expensive efforts it took to grow them in hothouses, pineapples were still only fit for the very rich, but they did explode in popularity. In order to display wealth and status at the time, women would often create heaping mounds of fruit, artfully displayed on a table in the parlor, with a pineapple crowning the whole affair on a special pedestal made just for that. People visiting the house would see just how much the family could afford by judging these mountains of fruit. 
Since the pineapple is still so expensive, it was often just used for display and never even eaten. Pineapples could even be rented out so that those who could not quite afford to keep one could still display one at a party. In this way, pineapples began to symbolize hospitality, feasting, good cheer, and welcome. Soon, pineapples were being given as gifts of friendship, and pineapple motifs began appearing in places where guests would arrive. Wrought iron pineapples adorning fences, pineapple door lintels and knockers, pineapple chandeliers, pineapple tablecloths. You can still see this in many homes today. Just keep your eyes open for them. As the sugar industry grew, pineapples came to be processed and packed in sugar or candied before being shipped overseas. This allowed many more people to finally try a taste of what had been talked about in the upper circles for centuries. By the 19th century, pineapple plantations worked by enslaved peoples were mass-producing pineapples as well as jams, preserves, and sweets. These were being shipped across the entire world. Pineapples appeared in Hawaii around this time, and one of the first major players in the Hawaiian pineapple trade was a man by the name of James Dole. He started a 60-acre pineapple plantation in 1900, which eventually became the Dole Food Company. His company created an automatic peeling and coring machine and began canning the fruit and shipping it worldwide with the help of exploitative labor. By the 1950s, canned pineapple was in pretty much every home, as can be seen by the wacky recipes appearing around that time. Here's a few examples that can be left in the past, in my opinion. Chunks in a ring. This was a heap of cottage cheese over lettuce, then filled with canned pineapple chunks. There's also upside-down pineapple meatloaf, pineapple baked beans, Miracle Whip and pineapple salad, pineapple cream cheese and ham sandwiches. Ugh. There were also the ubiquitous pineapple jello molds, as well as some recipes you still see today, like a glazed ham set with pineapple rings and the pina colada cocktail. Another recipe still popular today is the Hawaiian pizza, which is a cheese pizza loaded with pineapple and ham. When Sam Panopoulos first received a can of pineapple in the early 1950s, he immediately tried it out on a pizza in his restaurant satellite located in Chatham, Ontario, which just happens to be next door to where I grew up. He called it the Hawaiian pizza since the pineapple he used came from a dull can coming straight from Hawaii. The pizza is still popular today for some strange reason and is eaten worldwide. Dole eventually ceased its pineapple operations in Hawaii in the 1990s due to a decline caused mostly by efficient refrigerated shipping, but despite this, Hawaii remains the pineapple capital of the world in most people's minds to this day. Nowadays, pineapples are mostly produced in the Philippines, where they were introduced during the American colonial period, and modern shipping brings them to your grocery store for as little as $2 a piece. Quite the change from the $8,000 price tag they would have had a couple hundred years ago. The pineapple has become an everyday fruit, but still manages to exude some of its former glory, maybe due to its crown-like shape. Though it has played an interesting role in history and has become a symbol of welcome and friendship, it's good to remember its darker side as well, including historic plantations worked by enslaved peoples, modern-day plantations using exploitative labor, rampant pesticide use and deforestation, and the pineapple's role in being used as a cover for the illegal drug trade in Central America. Like most things these days, you've got to accept the good with the bad. 
You can actually grow your own pineapples at home if you have the patience. Simply remove the crown of a store-bought pineapple by twisting it off. Trim off any fruit as well as the very bottom of the stem. Dry the stalk for a few days, then place it in a jar of water so that the cut end is submerged. Keep changing the water every few days until you see roots emerge, then plant the crown in a pot of soil. Keep it watered and in full sunlight for one to three years until it produces fruit. Now what to do with your homegrown pineapple? Why not cut it into rings and top a burger with it like Lindsay did? You can also just use canned pineapple if you don't feel like waiting around for three years while your pineapple grows on the window. This recipe serves four people and takes about an hour to make. Ingredients 1 pound of ground bear meat, or any other meat of your choice including elk, deer, pronghorn, beef, etc. 2 to 3 tablespoons of Montreal steak seasoning. 4 pieces of bacon. Brie cheese. Canned pineapple loops. Half a cup of mayonnaise. 1 teaspoon white wine vinegar. 1 tablespoon sauce from chipotle peppers and adobo. Add by the tablespoon to increase heat to desired level. 4 Kaiser buns. <coughs> Preparation. Preheat an outdoor grill to high. In a large bowl, mix the pound of ground meat with a Montreal steak seasoning. If you like your burgers a little more seasoned, add the additional tablespoon of seasoning. Use your hands for the mixing and really get in there. Form into four thin patties and set aside. Over a grill on high heat, cook the four slices of bacon. Make sure not to place the bacon directly over the heat source since the dripping grease will kick up flames, resulting in flame-kissed, aka charred, bacon. Cook the bacon until crispy, about 2-3 to three minutes per side. Add the pineapple to the grill and quickly sear for 2 minutes per side. Set aside. Add the burger patties to the hot grill. When working with bear meat, it is important to finish the meat at well done. Like pork, eating undercooked bear can lead to trichinosis and result in severe sickness. Use a meat thermometer to ensure the center reaches 170 degrees Fahrenheit and there will be no need to worry about the potential for foodborne illnesses. Luckily, bear meat is incredibly fatty, so a well done bear burger is still plenty juicy. Grill the first side of the patty for 6 to 7 minutes, then flip and finish on the second side for an additional 6 to 7 minutes. Add the slices of brie cheese to melt during the final 2-3 minutes. To make the chipotle mayo sauce, in a small bowl mix together mayonnaise, white wine vinegar, and adobo sauce. For extra heat, add additional adobo sauce or even chop up a pepper and mix it into the sauce. Stack the bacon and pineapple on top of each bear patty to warm everything up for 1-2 minutes. Also heat the buns for a minute each. To plate, set bear patties stacked with brie cheese, bacon, and pineapple on top of the heated bun bottom. Drizzle with plenty of chipotle mayo sauce and close up the deal with a heated bun top. Dig in and enjoy! For more great wild fishing game recipes, be sure to subscribe and follow Antler and Finn.